Amelia Myers. I'm Jason Rosewall. And, and this, this is, is Married to Hollywood. Hollywood. Where we break down the good, the bad, and the ugly. About being married to each other. And the industry. Hello, love. Hello, my love. How oh, are you? I'm doing pretty well. How are you? I'm good. How's your week been? My week's, it's Tuesday. My week's been fine. <laughs> well, since we did this podcast, didn't you... What? Yeah, have a career advancement. Did I have a career advancement? Um, yes, I recently <laughs> <laughs> I recently um, signed with a new manager. So, yay, Woo-hoo! that's exciting. Yay. Um, I'm very excited. Proud to, of you. Yeah, no, Shelly's amazing. I'm excited for her. Yay. And um, just to switch everything up. We're switching it up tonight, guys. Um, we have a guest host slash just general guest, <laughs> Catherine <laughs> Dubois, who's our former housemate, third wheel, <laughs> from when Amelia and I Kate started and I dating. I go way back, so we'll talk about all of that, but she is here visiting and staying with us this week because she has a documentary, which I'll, we will let her discuss, in a film festival out here in Los Angeles, and so we just have a lot to talk with her about, which is going to be great, and we'll bring her in just a second. Um, anything else you? you want to say? Uh, well, by the, I mean, uh, granted, it's Tuesday, the, so it's a little early. When this... <laughs> When this comes out, it'll be happy birthday to my mom. It will be. Yeah. It'll be released on and, your mom's birthday. And happy like birthday, Rose. half a dozen other people we know are born on June 30th. Uh, June, June 30th, 20th. June 20th as well. There are several. Thank several you for people. correcting me on my mother's birthday. You're welcome. Anytime. <laughs> 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 Anytime at all. Um, but no, this week have? has been good. Lila and I had a mommy-daughter audition today, which was uh, How'd it go? thoroughly entertaining. It was good. She was really tired, and I was worried that she was going to not... No, she always perks up around other strangers. She took a great nap. She woke up like right when she was supposed to, and we went, and it was great. So it was a lot of fun. And they loved her, and it was just great. it was at Armstrong, so it was you know old stomping grounds. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> but right it was good. Bar. It was good. Anyway, I'll let you take the reins. Uh, Ms. Catherine Dubois. <laughs> Hello. Hi. Welcome. Hi. You're cool if we call you Katie, though, because we know you as Katie. Yeah, or, no, okay. call me Katie for sure. Catherine seems weird. Catherine Dubois is like my Catherine brand Dubois. name. Your brand? Yeah. Oh, that's my good. I do no, love good Dubois. Yeah. I, I need, I've always been told I have to work on my brand, so that's good. I did a little bit of, of time in uh, comedy, and then they refused to call me Catherine. They were like, no, you're Katie Dubois. It's funnier. Katie. Like, okay, You're like, okay, fine. Sure. <laughs> sure. Whatever. Whatever you want. I think the longer, uh, I was of this weird mindset when I first moved to LA. I was like, the longer my name is, the longer my title card is. So I oh. went by Jason Joseph Rosenwalk for a short Did you really go for all three? You did a Chad Michael Murray thing? Yeah, but my last name is a lot more to deal with than Murray. That's very true. <laughs> Rosenwalk. It's a lot. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> that was my little tangent. So welcome. Thank you so much for staying with us or... I'm glad you were able to stay with us. Yeah. How yeah, you, me too. How, I know. How did the Welcome to our house. film festival, how's there all of that going? Talk to us a little bit about your documentary. Yeah, it's going awesome. So I have a short um, film documentary um, in the adventure film category and STEM science category. So I sort of hit two uh, documentary category, categories in one. Um, it's about um, an aerospace engineer who's building the Mars Rover 2020, the Exo Mars Rover. And it's about her big dream to be the first person to set foot on Mars. Um, and she's, she's a real badass. I, I wanted to um, put... Um, to give the audience like a visual for, for her big dream. So we went out and shot in Moab, Utah, which is full of like this beautiful red rock terrain and it gives this um, feeling of adventure on Mars or on another planet. So that's the doc. Um, it was incredible. Yeah, I had the pleasure of seeing it, it yeah. yesterday at the... Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. 
dances with films. Yeah, so it's um, this is kind of um, one of the last film festivals, um, big film film festivals in my run. I've been going since November first of two thousand eighteen. Wow. That's a long time. Yeah, yeah, so I've I've been premiering. Um, I premiered at Banff in Canada, and then it's gone through um, a pretty successful circuit, like probably two festivals every month um, for the past. How nine, many of nine them months. have you been able to attend? Um, so, um, anything within driving distance, I'll attend, um, the ones I'll, I'll tell you a little bit about the ones that I really enjoyed, which were, um, Banff, Wild and Scenic, um, the Environmental Film Festival with National Geographic in DC. Um, uh, I didn't go to Amdocs, but it screened at Amdocs and I heard it was awesome. And then, um, Dances with Films. And, and the reason that I liked, those festivals so much is because the audiences were like super into the film festival. I mean, every screening was packed with like 400 mm, people. Mm-hmm. All they wanted to do was like hike in the mountains and watch amazing adventure <laughs> documentaries. <laughs> so that was that that has been a real pleasure to be a part of that community. That's beautiful. It really is sensational. And when uh, Katie got home last night, I, I was like, "What drone did you guys use? The shots in this documentary." It's beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, we worked hard for those drone shots. Yeah. It's interesting, I mean, dealing with the drone as a director and as a producer for the first time, one of the things that, you know, you you hear that there's wind, can be wind issues or other issues like that, but you don't really um, participate in that until you're there and trying to direct a DP to, to navigate um, the wind when if you if you um, cr- crash your drone you're gonna it's gonna fall two thousand feet down <laughs> into a cavern and you're not gonna get that, that drone back. Get back. That might affect your footage. That that would affect yeah some of the footage um, and your insurance would probably yes our insurance would yeah I would never get insured again maybe um, no but hopefully hopefully I would uh, uh, they're not listening to this it's fine. My insurance company is probably probably like, oh my god, oh, so what is she up to? Oh the, boy, the ad break is brought to you by. Um, <laughs> but so uh, to to take a, a wild turn back, you guys know each other from your childhood, from our Maryland. Well, I guess shouldn't say, shouldn't say childhood. I should say like your young teenage, well, teen, the teenage, yeah. young adolescent, yeah, your adolescences. Yeah, Wildwood yeah. Summer Theater, mm-hmm. um, musical theater. Musical this theater. is like yeah, the young teenage, yeah. our young teenage selves, like singing and dancing, dancing and little tawdry outfits as one does oh, when yeah. one's like fifteen what, years and old doing and like the musical really Chicago. And, yeah, exactly. you know. <laughs> Very sensuous, <laughs> sort of dancing, this very like they, edgy this musicals. This is how they move their hips in the musicals or in the uh, music videos I watch on uh, MTV. Yeah, we were probably yeah. imitating um, some that. of that. Pro- probably, probably. Yeah, uh, and tap dancing and, and, and tapping yeah, and, and, and singing and in the you know. chorus and you know <laughs> painting sets and all that jazz. Yeah, that's you how were, we know each other. Were you other. in West Side Story? You were not in West Side Story. I. You that was my first introduction. Though. Yes, yeah, I remember yeah. seeing you there. My boyfriend at the time was in West Side Story. And I had a big crush on him because he was my boyfriend. That's Sorry, good. that's my you, LA accent. You were there a lot. I just pulled that's, that your, that's your Valley accent. That's or my Valley like, accent. Oh my god. Um, yeah. And then the so, next year we were in Chicago together. Yeah, so I did costumes for WST. You for, did um, for, for West Side West Side Story. Yes, yeah, I that's remember how that. I was sort of around in the fitting. fringe. Right. Mm-hmm. 
And then we did Chicago, and, and then, then I came Chicago. back to see Sweeney Todd, which you were a rock star in. Yeah, thanks. And I came back fun. and saw Cabaret. Oh, okay, which yeah. Which you were also a freaking rock star in. Thank you. That was my you favorite one, obviously, because yeah. I was Sally Bowles. Yeah. That you was Sally Bowles? She yeah, did. Yeah, I was. Yeah, because, well, yeah, you know, I'm not, like, I sing, like, you guys know that I sing, like, quietly by myself in my room, and, like, <laughs> but I don't sing on stage, really. Like, I, I have stage fright. It's, like, the only avenue in acting where I, like, get legitimately too nervous to, like, function appropriately, but the character, in case you guys want to hear all about Delve this. into Cabaret, one of my favorites, Dude, one of my all-time this is, favorites. This is, this is a podcast about relationships. Oh, great. Yeah. You well, have a relationship, relationship with the stage. Yes, <laughs> the stage. Yes. Well, Sally Bowles is supposed to not be that good at singing, but she's supposed to love singing and do it in this fun, jazzy, singing her heart out way, and so I could do that. And she wears green nail that. polish. And she wears bright green nail polish, <laughs> and I had a black, super short bob. You did have the bob. Yeah, That's it was right. super jazzy and fun. That was yeah, a great show. that was a good yeah. show. Was that, that was a, a nod show. to Liza the entire time, or did she do that? Yeah, uh, oh, okay, sort of, yeah. yeah. yeah no, Liza movie, did it in the, in the movie. Had, yeah. It was her and okay, Joel. I just, you know, Joel Green. No, this is my super lack of acquaintance with musical theater. No, Cabaret is one of my all-time favorites. I've done it yeah. twice. I would absolutely nice. do it again. Yeah. Yeah, you, oh, yeah it's one of the great classics. Yeah. You can't I mean, get I love Joel Gray. Chicago so. was one I would do again, too. Yeah. And who were you? Wait, who were you in Chicago? Like, who'd you kill? I was. <laughs> <laughs> Which Mary Murders were you? Well, she was arsenic. Yeah, I was and, Anne. And then I was like, and then I he was, ran into my knife. He ran into my knife. Ten times. Yeah. Because <laughs> I was the Velma mm. Roxy understudy. Mm. And the Velma understudy is typically the knife. Uh, see that's gal. I feel like yeah. that's you can you can take like all teenage girls in musical theater mm-hmm. and divide them up into which just put them Mary which murderous they are. Yep. That's I, a great BuzzFeed quiz. Yeah. Oh, yeah. it is. You know what? Absolutely. I feel like if we did that quiz, I would actually be the first one. Which one was that? The, and then I fired two morning shots into his, the the pop. Oh, if he yeah. Pop that, that gum one, one more time. More time. Mm-hmm. And I could see that for you. So yeah. I, so I killed the guy cuz he popped his gum. Who would I be of the Mary murderesses? Hmm. You'd be in the right into my knife. <laughs> I'd be that oh, one. Oh yeah, well, actually maybe. Because she, she's hiding. Yeah. She was like, "There, I was just minding my own business," and then he comes in a wild rage. You've been screwing the milkman, but I'm just like screaming. Don't you love how she knows all of these <laughs> things? Wrote. Oh, she, yep, she does. All yeah. of them. I do. But she won't I know do. a song on the radio, and she'll mumble <laughs> lyrics. She'll be like, <laughs> "I know yeah. all the tunes." Yeah, no, you got the. At least, at least I follow the, you know, the tunes. <laughs> they just make up but, the words. Um, That's right. Fine. Totally. Yeah. You know, and then with Lila, I get to. Do it all over again. Although so with her, it's that? mostly Disney songs. Oh, okay. But uh, yeah, you sing a lot of Disney. A whole lot of a Disney. A whole lot of Disney. Yeah. And a lot Kids of Bob. Disney and Kids Bob. <laughs> Yesterday, Katie was like, "Do you ever tire of hearing this oh, on repetition?" Constantly. But the and thing I'm like, is and that's <laughs> when we change it up, and we'll throw on, you know, <laughs> Hamilton or but there, I mean, and she and she actually really likes Guns N' Roses. Oh, uh, she sweet. does. Okay. She, she like bops along a little. Yeah, hit goes. get her it's acclimated really to some of the great, it's really classic, cute. like. I've had pentatonics on the last. I would. Days. I mean, I would love to get her into hip hop, but the only problem is, is like a lot of hip hop that's like fun mm. is also like the lyrics. I just know. Like to put those yeah, lyrics we can't do that great. It's just yeah. hard. Yeah. Um, but yeah, when she's like, you know, eight, that's when I'll introduce her to all the fun curse words, <laughs> right, honey? <laughs> totally. <laughs> like the right our, age our eight year old will start fourth that. grade. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great way to get in trouble <laughs> in school. Um, so when did you went to? Ithaca? Yeah, I went to Ithaca College. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah. For to a, study art or? I Yeah, I got a BA in drama. Yeah. BA in so drama. BA in drama. But I actually think that most of my arts education while I was at college was because I took my entire junior year off of campus. I went to the National Theater Institute, NTI, the Eugene O'Neill National Theater Institute, for a very intensive 18-week boot camp. How was that? It was wild. So at NTI, you have class every day of the week. You have 10 hours Monday through Saturday and nine hours on Sunday. And you do that without break. So there's no like, yeah, there's no like spring break. There's no like Thanksgiving break. There's no... You, you just, just do go. that for 18. Yeah. You, you, you booked a short run tour, <laughs> yeah, basically, basically, in one place. Basically. Right. And then and then after 10 hours, you go home. I mean, you go back to your, like, cabin with a bunch of other people. Like, you go back to your dorms, and you do homework until yeah. 1 o'clock in the morning. Then you get up at, you know, 6.45 for, like, your first movement kind of class of the day. And then you get breakfast and, and, and so on and God, so that forth. That sounds so, like heaven. Yeah, it was actually... Yeah, yeah, that's not how I would describe that, but it sounds really cool. <laughs> to me, I'm like, man, that's incredible. No, it was incredibly intense, but what it ta- having no room in your life for like any other line of thinking... Any other was, drama? A- any other... <laughs> wow, oh that was terrible. Was that just went oh. f- fell flat. Just, yeah, <laughs> just <laughs> sailed right to the Ba-dum. bottom. Ching! <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, it was like you feel incredibly present in what you're doing because you have no time for anxiety or thinking or planning or reflecting. Like you just are <laughs> going, 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 going. And that's when I think I really, really learned how to be an artist. Um, so I give a lot of my credit um, to that. That. And, and did you did you expect from okay. there you're going to be like all right I'm going to New York or London or Chicago or like a theater town and you came did you come straight to LA thereafter? No, I went back to DC for a couple oh, of right, years. Right, right. Yeah, and I started working with a theater there called Synetic. Synetic. Yeah, Synetic Theater, which is I mean it makes sense because I was introduced to a lot of the great theater m- movement artists, um, Grotowski, Merhold. Um, Oban, like just Drosnin. I studied so much Drosnin. So all of these very visual, physical um, styles of storytelling. And then I was doing a research project about theaters in the United States. And I found Synetic Theater in DC. And I thought, oh my God, I have to stalk them a lot. <laughs> and I did. I stalked them a lot. And I convinced them to let me audition and train for them. And um, I went through a rigorous training process. And then I didn't get cast in the first show. And they actually cast another KDM, which was, like, really heartbreaking. Oh. Because Whoa. I thought at You're first... Like, hey. Wait, did they post a cast list they that said KDM? They posted a cast list that said KDM. Oh, so you thought it was you. So, McGuire, these guys don't know. So, my full name is Catherine Dubois, Dubois McGuire. So a lot of people throughout my life have known me as Katie or Catherine McGuire instead of Dubois, which is what I use now. So yeah, so and then so I had to call the stage manager and be like, hey, I just wanted to like super double check that this is me. And she was like, oh no, it's not. 
Oh. <laughs> I, was, I was like so sad. Oh, thanks. Oh, great. Okay. So, but then, you know, a couple of weeks went by, and this is a company that um, originated out of the country of Georgia, and Russia invaded Georgia within those first couple of weeks of the rehearsal period, and they decided to switch the shows to something that was more politically relevant, which was the oh, show Host wow. and Guest. And I found out that they were making the change, and I called the director and I was like, um, hi, like I trained with you before. And I just thought maybe if you needed somebody now that you're switching shows, like maybe it could be me. And he went for it. (laughs) (laughs) Totally went for it. And so I got cast in that show instead after they changed the shows. And then I, I ended up doing a, a full season with them. So I was, I was with them for about a year and a half. Um, and at that point I, I started getting the bug for film. Um, and, I, and I knew I was going to move to L.A. Okay. Yeah. And then out west you came. Then out Wait, west Where I did came. you move out to L.A.? Um, I moved at the end of 2009. So it was okay. like December of 2009. hmm Yeah. Yep. And when you first, remind me, when you first got out here, where were you living? Um, oh, I, I threw my mom's friends, my mom's, like second cousin's friend, Doug, who had a house in Pasadena, middle-aged guy, um, was willing to take me in for, you know, a month or so to let me get settled. Um, he was a hundred percent a hoarder. Um, he <laughs> actually had, so his house was filled to the brim with stuff, but it wasn't totally. What un- were the things that he kept? He had a huge. This is just an oddity and a curiosity. No, no, it's amazing because it's so LA, right? So like he had um, a large metal like bed t- massage table that w- had a big metal encasing around it that was supposed to be like a um <laughs> like a resonance crystal healing. Sen- Thing. Cool. <laughs> I don't know how to describe <laughs> it. He also had, so he was like an official um, sweat lodge leader. And so he had actually built a an official sweat lodge in his backyard. And he would have once or Is twice a like week, a, he would have like a sweat lodge. zoning for that? Yeah, I think you have to, <laughs> you do have to somehow be, well, because he was doing like a, a sort of Native American like ritual thing. So mm-hmm. I think that there was, he had to have a sort of legitimate um, education in that. Okay. To be accepted that is, by that the is community. That is a delightfully L.A. thing. Yeah, super L.A. But I was right in Pasadena. I was able to, like, run into the hills, which was, like, my first experience with the L.A. hills and, like, the smell of sage and, like, all the dust and, like, the succulents and stuff. And that's kind of when I fell in love with the hills. And I I, I was in L.A. for six years, and I just, like, yeah. ran through hills wherever I lived. <laughs> just, like, found the hills nearest to me, and I just ran through them. So... And during all this, you were pursuing acting. Yeah, I was pursuing acting. So, yeah, so actually before I moved to L.A., I um, responded to a couple of Craigslist ads for actors in the D.C. area. This is, I didn't even know about Actors Access yet. I didn't even know about, like, Casting Central or anything. Like, I was totally new to film. I had no idea how to find parts. But I got hooked up with this guy who had some really great equipment and wanted to do sort of Im- improvisational act like like hyper realism 
um, short films in like found spaces. And I kind of, for a year, I like cultivated this relationship with this guy and he basically taught me, um, I became like his actor and um, I just learned everything that I knew about film at the time, like from this guy. I mean, we found this incredible abandoned paper mill in like upper Maryland and we shot this like, broody, very stylized, but like very gritty, um, like vampire thing there. And like, yeah, it was just awesome. It was really (laughs) neat. It was called Terminus. And actually it's funny because it's on Vimeo and has like all these views. And I just found it like yesterday. Can you say, what's the link? Uh, Yeah, we got it. I don't see this. I don't don't even know how I could find it, but it's called, it's called Terminus. And you guys should watch it because it's I actually, it. as far as like super indie, like one actor with a couple speckled other actors, but like one dude with a camera, like what you can accomplish with like literally yeah. no crew, no sound, no grip, like just no sound natural person, light. all natural light, like crazy gorgeous like warehouse with like that's fallen apart with like filtered light like falling through like broken ceilings like you know it it was just it was such a cool environment and so we had a lot of fun doing that um doing that film that is so cool yeah and that's what got me you know that's like was sort of my um my bug um no i okay so before we move on from my very beginnings, um, <laughs> my very she first, wasn't a wee child. My very first film ever was at college, and one of my classmates was Jeremy Jordan. I was about to say, was it with yeah, Jeremy Jordan? Jeremy Jordan of um, some Smash rel- and some last five years, thing. and yeah, a little bit. He's he's made a name for himself. It's really awesome. He was yeah. just as talented in college. I mean, it was he just so mind blowing. Um, and we did an itty bitty short film with the film school students and we were like husband and wife. And I, I don't have that. Like, I don't, I wish I did. Oh, it would be so fun to look at so that now. Like we were probably really awkward, but, um, we but yeah, that was my, <laughs> yeah, that was my very 100% first film ever. And you got bit. Yep. And, and I, I got bit by that the bug. That was the bug. Yep. Oh, how cool. Yeah. No, when Katie and I lived together, we got very into smash. Uh, Smash was such a good show, and all of a sudden, <laughs> Jeremy appeared. There he was, just <laughs> like, like, gor- like gorgeous and, you were like, and singing oh, beautifully. And hey, yeah, we're ready. Good Hi, charisma. yeah, good for you. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, it's really cool. Because he so did, he did. Uh, he went to Broadway after college, right? He, he did oh, like yeah, he Newsies. Did, he did Newsies. Newsies was his like. Yeah, his, like, he did Bonnie and, Bonnie and Clyde, which Bonnie is where he met his wife. Uh, is that no? I no, think no, no. So. They they yeah. definitely met like in the Broadway community. I don't know if they were Bonnie and Clyde together. I'm sure they. They did, but I think they might have already known each other. Oh, but they already knew each other at that point. I think so. Um, So moving out to LA from DC, and then and then after LA, you moved back to DC, back to New York. I so I moved to New York. Yeah, I got really fed up. I mean, I was I was here for six years. I had, you know, I built my way up. I had a you know headshots done. I was doing like little sketches, videos, like my own short films, and um, you're in one great feature. Yeah. The, yeah. yeah, thank you, CBGB. Yeah, Is that yeah. yeah so um, yeah, I was in CBGB. That was like maybe saying, my five minutes of Just fame. in one, but I'm saying no. Like, no I that mean, was that was I, a, yeah, one that, that I knew of one. that I could recall. Yeah, <laughs> that was like the and to throw bigger. back Andre going yeah. back all the way to WST. He was Bernardo in West Side Story. That's right. The yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> one of the producers on the film that we're talking about, CBGB, was oh my gosh, and I went to 
high school with Bernardo yeah. in West Side Story. Way um, back when. Yeah. I don't but yes, you I were knew none I of these people him. then. I just yeah, it's funny. Yes, the you, people did, that, you did not know Andrea. There's an interesting thing that happens in our relationship, and I'm, I don't know if Amelia does the same thing to you, mm. that she refers to things as stories as though you were present, even though there's no physical way you could have been present. And you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, sure. Just because like, it keeps no, the story no, going. No, she was there for that. <laughs> no, I know, I know. I, I, <laughs> I was definitely at the outskirts. Like, I didn't know who Andre was. I didn't yeah. really even know you, really. No. You know, we I know. didn't really we knew connect of until, each other. It wasn't yeah. until the mm-hmm. next year. Until later. Yeah. Um, yeah, but that was sort of my moment of, I don't know. It was so like I played a punk rock, sort of rebellious punk rocker encapsulating um, like the the craziness of the Bowery in the 70s, and I have no regrets. And you looked you shouldn't incredible have had any regrets. on that red <laughs> carpet. That outfit oh, on the red thank carpet. thank you. Oh, my God. Oh, thanks. That was a lot of fun. Figuring yeah. out how to dress for that was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, because I did L.A. red carpets and then I did New York red carpets. So Very different was, vibes. Yeah, so totally I needed different. totally different, super awesome, like punky, edgy, but glamorous outfits. And so yeah. then you moved to New York. But well, we would oh, sit and have powwows oh, 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 as it was okay. leading up to her going to New York ah. where she'd be like, I don't know, Amelia, like L.A. is, is this, this, and this. And, yeah. and I, I feel like I need that theater fulfillment. Just New York, I think, is what, more my vibe. I don't know, but I mean, it's am not I ready to, say to I don't leave love LA, L.A.? But there's a certain lack of soul if you have a theater background. No, that, there is. That, that is here. There is. Yeah, I mean, soul. I consider myself in a lot of ways like a, cl- a classical actor. And I, I did have some really engaging moments here, like when I did Rabbit Hole. Yes. Brilliant. Thank you. Yeah. No, that was, that I was mean, phenomenal. not only is a pol- Pulitzer Prize winning play, but I was lucky enough to be working with Fuller Theater, which is at the Fuller Seminary of, I mean, of all places, like that's an unusual place for me to go and audition. Um, but they had cultivated their own small theater and, and small theater community. And, and they were gracious enough to sort of like cast me and then let me do whatever I wanted. And it was so amazing, the permission that they gave me to explore this very devastated character. And um, it was powerful. I, yeah. I it really was. Going up, leading up to see, coming to see you, I mean, it was like, so this isn't like a happy show? I was like, I'm, I'm, I was, no. and I was vaguely familiar with it. He sort of knew it, but I was like, I was you like, don't really know what we're going to with the story. right now. <laughs> and then I was just like watching it, just going like jaw agape, just... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's really hard. So that whole rehearsal period and all of the performances, the only thing I could do was go home and watch Archer. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I just watched because I, I could not engage in anything. It's a great way to check out. Yeah, I show. had to just check out because it was too much. Because the play, the play is about a young mother who loses her five-year-old boy because he gets he runs out into the street and gets hit by a car. So it's uh-huh. all after that's happened, and it's about her grief process. It's about her grief process. Yeah. Um, so it's, yeah, it was really challenging. And I had, like, some great outdoor Shakespeare theater experiences. You did. At Redlands. Yeah. Um, Shakespeare Theater and that um, was Santa fun Monica. Um, yeah, so, so I definitely occasionally was able to engage in something that I felt was meaningful. But yeah, I mean, I think ultimately like you're only going to be happy in Los Angeles if you're happy here. Yeah. <laughs> and I couldn't figure that, out. That's that, true. While, while it's that's so simple. Seems simple. It's actually an incredibly deep difficult thing and, and difficult thing to, to achieve pers- or to pursue. Cause I remember when I, when I moved here, 
Uh, I recall people saying, well, for six months at a time, you'll like and then hate Los Angeles. Mm. And in the time that I've been here, I've learned that there's things about the city that I can wish to change that will never change. Yeah. And if I focus on those things, for me, my person, the way that I fixate and um, ruminate about things Mm. that I'll just be like, oh, this place sucks. Whereas... Mm. I've learned for me that like I, I love LA because of what LA represents within my life because it's like, it's a choice to like bet on myself. It's a mm-hmm. choice to pursue dreams that I had been holding myself back from. And now it represents my family, you know, my wife, my child. And it's a community that I didn't know. Like the community of actors that I have out here is a community. I didn't know I needed that I grew into and that is gr- that I've grown with and I'm an integral part of, so it's cool. But Yeah, I mean, you oh, guys, I beautiful. think, are a good example of, like, people who are happy with their lives. Yeah. I mean, there's tensions, there's stresses, there's everyday bullshit, there's traffic. <laughs> but there's, you <laughs> the know, traffic. but you guys, yes. I think, ge- genuinely, like, like your lives, you know? And I... Yeah. I Most couldn't days. quite, Most yeah, days. I mean, I was just, I was just like not feeling, after six years, I was like not, still not quite feeling the vibe. Yeah. And that's when I just knew I had to leave. But actually leaving was a twin moment. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, so. I had a twin moment. So I have a twin sister. <laughs> Catch um, y'all up. She's, yeah, she's the same age as me. <laughs> <laughs> That's how that and one works. Yeah, that's how <laughs> yes, it works. Yes. And um, I'm so I'm a really big dreamer, as you guys know. Big you dream, have the dream most and dream vivid and dream. You have insane I, yeah, dreams. I have crazy, insane, huge, long, epic dreams, and I wake up disoriented and like I've been through some stuff. But I had this dream that I was holding this little curly-haired baby. And I was like, oh, I kind of like this baby, which, you know, I, at the time I didn't really, like babies weren't on my radar at all. And I was like playing with the baby a little bit. And then I turned and I gave it to s- the person next to me. And I realized that the person next to me was my sister. And the next day I called her mm-hmm. completely out of the blue, like com- just totally, um, like this could have only really been a premonition because I had no foreknowledge of like any of this. But I called her and I said, Sarah, I think you're pregnant. <laughs> and she went. Did she pick like that was the first words you said to her? Yeah. I was Not like, like hi. hi, how are you? I was just like, <laughs> oh, yeah. Hi. I was like in this date, you know, my post dreaming like days where she I haven't is really. in a haze of days when she first wakes up. From yeah. Like I, I haven't really come like out of, you know, back to the planet. Um. And I said, I, I think you might be pregnant. And she said, well, that's crazy because <laughs> I've been meaning to tell you for a while <laughs> that we had just started trying mm-hmm. just, but this is the first month we're trying and it's only been a couple of weeks. And like, I, I won't even be able to tell you until two weeks from now. And I was like, okay. <laughs> How did those then, two weeks go? Yeah. They, they, in those two <laughs> weeks, I applied for a single job in Midtown Manhattan. Yep. And I started moving forward with an offer letter. Yep. And two weeks later, my sister called me and she said, Katie, I'm going to have a I'm baby. Pregnant. And I said, good, because I'm coming good, to I'm New York. <laughs> yeah, I'm coming to be close to you. It's beautiful. Yeah. So that's the, the only twin real connection like, twin, is a yeah. magical, unexplainable, undeniable. If, did you see the video? I was telling you this yesterday. There's this video circulating right now of these newborn twins and they're screaming and oh, screaming yeah, and screaming. And as soon as the nurses put them next to each other so they can touch... They just nuzzle in and calm down. I just think the twin connection is such a beautiful 
unexplainable phenomenon. Yeah. It's just I mean, you born of you're yeah. on the same wavelength. Yeah. 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 And you had a really cute phone call with a little, little Oh, uh, Henry. he called me. Yeah, so <laughs> Henry's now 3 years old. How quick does the time go? I know it goes by so quickly. So fast. And um yeah, he likes to call me right now and have adult phone calls with Aunt Katie. So he'll call me and he'll be like, Aunt Katie, what are you going to say today? <laughs> and then I have to figure out what to talk to him about on the phone. It's a good improv exercise. It's really cute. Yeah, it's the freaking most adorable thing. What do you thing. want to talk about now? <laughs> yeah, he's so cute. His like little lyrical up and down voice. It's the most adorable thing. That's so cute. Um, so I know it's a phase, but I'm enjoying the phase. Enjoy every second. Yeah. So Enjoy every second. One of the things that we like to talk about is the notion of like, not necessarily a romantic relationship because mm. that's, you know, different, but how you've maintained and cultivated and been able to adapt your relationship with the entertainment industry so that it serves you in ways. And then also I mean, understanding that all relationships will restrict, restrict movement within your life emotionally. Yeah. yeah. So talk a little about that. Cause you were in New York for a while Yeah. and then you moved to DC and right. your current job, but then, on top of this job, you made this incredible documentary, right? And you're back in LA with for, this film festival. For a little bit. So yeah, like, yeah. So yeah. one of the things I think I'm really thankful for is that I started working out of college as a secretary in a um, real estate office, and I never stopped really working some kind of administrative job throughout my whole life. Um, even if it was part-time because I needed the flexibility to go to auditions or, or whatever it was, I, I always worked um, in administration. And what I sort of began to discover, well, so, so hold that line for a second um, to the side. And I'll, I'll go back to um, acting, which is that I, I, even with great representation that I had, um, even with stunning headshots, um, even with a decent little bit of resume that was slowly building, I could not get auditions. Yeah. My agents could not yeah. get me in the door. I mean, it wasn't that I was going to auditions and then botching them or then they didn't think I was right or I need more training or something like that. I couldn't even get auditions. Get in the was, room. Yeah, six years of this that I couldn't get auditions. And what I began to realize is that I wasn't getting auditions and the stuff that I was seeing that was like available to me anyway on Actors Access that I could try to book myself was like crap. Yeah. Like double D bombshell must be comfortable with nudity in hot tub as pay deferred. Like, while being strangled. Right. Yeah. No pay <laughs> but credit. You know, we might like, feed you meals what and credit. Is this like so much bad content, right? And so I had learned a little bit about writing in college. And so I started writing, I started writing. And, um, and then because, so back to my thing that I told you guys to like put on the side, the side plate, is that I realized that I had all of these skills that I could put towards producing. Mm -hmm. And um, so I started writing for myself and then producing and directing those short films for myself. And that's how my first couple of projects got started. Um, I did The Challenge Coin. I did um, Back Home. Um, and I did uh, Awake. Right. And um, so those were my, like, three that were, like, in my own voice, you know, these little projects. And so when I moved to New York um, with a little bit of content behind me that I cared about, 
um, and I started working on this hedge fund, I was actually able to cultivate a relationship with some sort of Wall Street people. And after a while, I was able to say, hey, I've been sitting on this project for a while. It's going to cost this amount of money. Do you have any interest in funding films? Like, I know that you have all of these other ways that you you know, contribute and do charities and da 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 like, would you want to go down a film route with me? And this one guy was like, yeah, totally. And I was like, oh my God, it's <laughs> the best day in the world. I remember like walking out of this lunch with him when he, I thought he was going to give me like 10%, 20%. I was going to have to find the rest. And he was like, oh, I'll give you a hundred. He was like, oh, I'll give you 110% of what you're asking me for. And I was like, Get out. You're like, what? <laughs> get, get out of here. And I had this amazing New York moment where I was like standing on the street of like 56th and like Park Avenue. And I'm like yelling at the skyscrapers. I'm just like, I got the money. And like New Yorkers are just like casually passing by. Totally like not they paying don't attention care at all. To Somebody yeah, bumps into you. I'm like, like who's dancing this lady? and like yelling in the street that I like got the money. And, um, yeah, and that was that was the beginning of my relationship um, with um, the donor who funded my my last film, and and we spent the past couple of years doing that. The one you saw, Space to Explore, about um, Natalie Pennock, and then um, we're right now talking about what we want to do next. So, how exciting yeah. is that? Yeah, it's really exciting. Wow, mm-hmm. great work! I mean, creating your own content, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sometimes, you know, it's amazing. Like, sometimes the things you work on and work on and work on and work on, and, like, then you set them aside, like, these little jewels in this, like, collection of little jewels in on your table or, like, in your, I don't know, what would be a good place for jewels? Like, a jewelry your little, box? Your, yeah, your, your jewels in your jewelry box. And then, yeah, and then someday you you actually do have an opportunity to, like, wear them. If we're going with yeah. the jewelry mentality, <laughs> yeah. you do. And just, you we'll bear this metaphor out. Great metaphor. Yeah, like so let's just take it all the way to the finish. <laughs> so like so it was amazing and then you to wear me. Them to because the red carpet of the premiere of your film. Yeah, Boom. exactly. <laughs> Boom. Done. Fabulous. Um yeah, so it's it's been really wonderful. And and in terms of like that relationship with LA, like that was my relationship. I was like, I'm sorry, LA. This isn't working. I'm breaking up with you, but I'll but, be back. Yeah, but I learned a lot from you. We're friends with benefits, sort of. We have some good <laughs> memories. We have some good We've memories. Some great and memories. you know when I'm maybe we'll fool around if I'm in town. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. We can have we can you know, let's keep it casual. Yeah. Okay. Now between the short films that you were making and then yeah. this documentary, yeah. what were the similarities, differences? Did you prefer one mm. over the other? What got you into the documentary world? Yeah. I, I think I'm I'm fascinated with women. And I mean that like totally apart from sort of a a feminist agenda or anything. Like I just really like stories about women because so many stories that I see are so undimensional. And um, one thing I've been really railing against, I don't know if you guys have noticed this, since you've seen a lot of my content at this point, like maybe you can, like the through line will will come out, but I, um, and you, and you know me, (laughs) so like I find that a lot of women portrayed on TV and things are, things are changing, but like a lot of women on TV are extremely expressive, extremely emotional. Um, they want to be heard. They want their feelings to be, you know, a, a part of their experience. And I'm like, what if I just 
to pack all my feelings down into ice and get over it. And like that's sometimes <laughs> what I relate well, to, that's right? A, like that's a given person. A person can do that. And I think knowing you, yeah. you're speaking to an experience that a lot of people have that they find unrelatable and about television and film because they'll watch all of these uh, overly expressive people who were directed to be that way in some cases. And then they're like, oh, they go back to their regular life. and like, wait, am I supposed to be that? Mm, Am I supposed to be that? And so they're life imitates art. Yeah. Art imitates yeah. life. And it's yeah. good to it's good to give people a, a reflection of like, you know, a normal person that like deals with stuff and Yeah, I what I will what I wanted to show is like the first three pieces, Challenge Coin, Back Home and Awake, I call I call them quiet dramas because I think that they're about your internal life. Um, as opposed to like your external very like loud voice. They're about the small changes that you go through internally and the more delicate relationships that, that you have. And so, um, and so in that way, the space to explore my documentary is not dissimilar to that. Like Natalie is, um, a focused driven, um, scientist who doesn't necessarily always wear her heart on her sleeve and um, what she goes through in the documentary is something that so many of us face, and um, we're not necessarily going to have a huge, massive blowout emotionally about hitting a roadblock. We're gonna sort of, sort of quietly take some time to readjust and. Um, figure out who we want to be. And so, and so I think that the documentary is also about her, her quiet, but it really important changes internally. So that's obviously what I'm fascinated with. And I, and I love that exploring that with um, fiction and with documentary. I love that. Cool. That's so cool. Now, where do you see the next step as far as, this industry. What's the, what's the next phase of your relationship with the entertainment yeah. industry? Yeah, I want to do a little bit of flirting with the industry. I like that. Continue, continue, just like footsie, like some. Yeah, light. I kind of. So <laughs> I want to go heavy. Like Ooh. documentary and I are like we're in it. You're we're in like it for the gonna long see haul. where this thing okay. goes. Yeah. Okay. But in terms of narrative, I really want to flirt with the industry again because like I heavy overclothes stuff. Is that what we're going for? <laughs> like kind of like <laughs> gazy, heavy like heavy flirty. Penny. Just see if I get a response. Like Light what yeah. I would love to do is like wiggle my way back on set in a, like in some kind of um, creative capacity or production capacity and um, build my resume a little bit and see if there is a way for me to cultivate um, doing narrative work at a higher budget with um, a more involved team than what I was originally doing when I was, you know, scraping together a couple of bucks um, to, to do my own short films in, in Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. So I want to see if I can sort of flirt and get a little bit of response um, to, to take the narrative work to the next level mm -hmm. um, while I'm sort of going like hot and heavy with this documentary. It's cool. Work. It's good. It's I good to have a commitment that. and something on the side. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just, yeah like that's my lover. And narrative is my lover. There's entire, there's entire cultures built around this notion. Um, 
<laughs> what would you tell the younger version of yourself as far as this industry where you see yourself in it? What, if you could give any kind of advice or any tidbit, what would you say? Oh, man, I don't know how to respond to that because I think actually my younger self would be like really disappointed that I didn't make my biggest dreams oh. come true, you know, because I but really they're have not, my... they're not done yet. That's true. No, they, they're not. They're not done yet. But but I think, um, yeah, I don't know. I I love acting so much. And I think that it would be hard to tell my younger self that I was doing anything else. Um, I really think it would have been really hard to hear that as a younger version of myself. But I think if you sort of like, you know, softened the blow a little bit and was like, by the way, you're like a total boss. I would have been like, oh, cool. Thank goodness. <laughs> you know, like right on, you know? And if someone was like, yeah, we gave you X amount of money, I would have been like, what is that number? That's way more than, <laughs> than the number, the amount of money that I get at Barnes and Noble over the summer shelving books, Barnes you know, $7 and 25 cents an hour. Remember those days, guys? Wow. And that was minimum wage? That was minimum that was. wage. Yeah. Uh, man, yeah. simpler times. Simpler times. <laughs> um, yeah. are, are you active on social media? Um, yeah. So I have Where an Instagram. Where can we find you? Yeah. So, um, um, my film is space underscore two underscore explore and my personal slash film, um, that's Instagram. Um, Instagram is Katie underscore on underscore parade. parade because that's kind of how I view social media. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. And from there you can probably find <laughs> me other places. So my website is Catherine Dubois. Dot com and you can watch a bunch of my shorts there. Yeah, um, there are quite a bunch of yeah, there. and see some of the content and some of the other films that I have associate produced or um, produced produced um, or directed. So you can see a lot of my resume sort of visually displayed on the website um, in a fun way. So um, that's probably a good place, good place to start. Those two places. Cool, awesome. Yeah. And as you're finishing up the trip here, what are some must-do spots you must go visit because you've missed them so much? I really need to get brunch at Alcove. Oh, yeah. Alcove. That was like such a constant spot for right me. Right on Hillhurst? Yep. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. And, I've only um, been there once. It's and good. I've never done brunch. I've only done dinner. Oh, well. Oh, it's worth, it's worth doing brunch, yeah. one of these. <laughs> it's well, a good yeah. spot. Yeah, all that free time. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, all your free time. Just bring your baby. I mean, it's outside. Oh, of you course, know, I bring like, the baby, but it's just a matter no, of I was going like, to say, if we hit it right when she wakes up from her morning nap, exactly. we'll just, we'll just well, head to Alcove. It's oh, a negotiation. I know. Yeah. All things I know. And other than Alcove, where else are you going to try to uh, Yamashiro, yes. which is one of my yeah. favorite spots. Yes. Did you know that they do jazz on Wednesday nights? They do jazz. I do now. Right? We're going to have to check that out. And I can't remember where Jeff Goldblum plays, but I've caught him twice Um, at um, his different um, jazz. Rockwell. 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 So I kind of want to see. And Catalina Club. The Catalina Jazz. The Catalina Jazz Club, which is right over here on Sunset. Yeah. Okay. Well, so I may be checking those out because I always enjoy Jeff Goldblum's jazz performances. I just enjoy Jeff, Jeff Goldblum, Goldblum. and his personality Hello. and all that stuff. So, yes. um, yeah, so he's such a treat. Befo- uh, before, you're such a treat. Before oh, we, before we uh, <laughs> let you go, thank you again. But uh, on a personal note, I do have to say that if not for Catherine Dubois McGuire, Katie McGuire, um, Amelia and I more than likely would not be where we're at today in our lives. because. Uh, 
Well, I mean, you saved Amelia's <laughs> life. You, I you did. took That's her to the true. hospital. <laughs> oh my God! Wait, can I tell that story? Oh my really God! Quickly? Yeah, is that sure. too personal? No, go no. for it. This okay, is all so like, <laughs> so like, I hear these like tiny like rattles outside my door that sort of wake me up for like a couple hours between like probably like one a.m. and four a.m. Mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. something like that. Mm-hmm. I finally emerge to like figure out what's going on. I open up the door. There's no one's there. I close the door to like maybe get a glass of water or something. And I realize that there is a series of sticky notes <laughs> on my door. The first one's like, Hey, it's 1am. I don't feel so good. Then it's like one fifteen, And it's like, think I have a fever. Then it's like two. And it's like, have a really bad fever. And then it's like two fifteen. Maybe this is bad. Like, I mean, it just escalated and escalated <laughs> with the these little note tiny was, notes hey, of delusion. If you happen to wake up and see this, can oh you come God. get me and we'll go to the ER? If not, no worries. <laughs> right. No worries. No big deal. Amelia's the kind of person that would die As in I silence. A 104.1 fever. Right, right. And she wouldn't want to inconvenience you. And I was like, I don't want to wake up Katie if I don't have yeah, to. And I'm no, I'm no bullshit. So I like pounded on her door and I was like, get your shoes on. She was we're like, leaving. we're going right now. <laughs> we're going to the hospital immediately. Jeez. And then you called me and I was at a work thing at our corporate office and I couldn't get out of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I like got two uh, cedars and then uh, we spent the next 11 days there. Yeah. Yeah. Fun times. So Lots yeah, if it weren't, weren't for you, I wouldn't have my wife. So thank you. Aww. You're welcome. Aww. You saved She's my life tr- too. Thanks, Katie. Aw. Aw. You guys. <laughs> Tear. <laughs> Love you. Fully tear. Fully tear. Fully tear. Fully tear. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for, for coming on with thank us. Thank you for tonight. joining us. We're so happy to have you, you here with us. This this beats, you know, living on a couch while you're in town visiting. You oh actually my God, have this a king room bed is the best. A, <laughs> no, a whole thing. It's kind of <laughs> awesome. But um, no, we're so happy you're here and we're really proud of you. And mm, keep you up the good work. You. We love you. Keep on flirting with LA. Flirt away. Flirt away. I love you too, babe. Love you too. Um, Amelia Myers. Well, no, no, oh, no, 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 no. You got to say your line. Thank you for tuning in. It's the first time I've ever, it's the first time I skipped it. Thank you for tuning in. I'm Amelia Myers. Mom, happy birthday. I'm happy Jason Rosenwald. And this has been Married to, to Hollywood. Hollywood. Bye. Bye.